Hi, I'm Lynette White. Hi, I'm Dr. Renee Bryant. And we are your hosts for the Ed Branding Podcast. Which is all about amplifying connections, voices, and stories and education. And if you haven't already, follow the Ed Branding Podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you know when our episodes drop. And head on over to our YouTube channel, the Ed Branding Channel on YouTube, and hit like and subscribe. And our guest today on the podcast is Marlon Stiles. Marlon has served as an educational leader for 17 years. He started his career as a middle school math teacher on Team Ambition. In 2017, he was named a Top 30 Digital Trailblazer by the Center for Digital Education. Under his leadership at Middletown City Schools, the district was awarded the International Society for Technology and Education Distinguished District Award in 2019. He testified before the U.S. Congress in 2020 to advocate for access and opportunity for all students. K-12 Dive recognized him as the Superintendent of the Year in 2020 for his advocacy and leadership to close equity gaps on a national stage. Stiles has had the honor to inspire educators across the country through presentations at conferences. He is a unifier in education who works to create cultures which people win. His mission is to inspire educators to see themselves as empowered unifiers capable of creating the types of learning experiences today's modern learners need to thrive. He is currently a partner with the Learner-Centered Collaborative, and we are so excited to have this conversation today. Ah, Marlon Styles, we're so excited and grateful to have you here with us on this fine Saturday morning. You are a self-proclaimed igniter reformer, unifier, who ascended the educational ranks very quickly. When you left the superintendency of Middletown City School District, your board president said, the Board of Education is deeply appreciative of this transformational work Marlin guided during this tenure as MCSD superintendent. In the five years, the district um, has evolved. What our scholars learn, how they are taught, and the climate of our schools has shifted dramatically under his leadership. Wow. Like if only every superintendent had those glowing <laughs> recommendations when they left. So this kind of a positive statement when a superintendent leaves is, I, I, I hate to say it, but it is rare because we know the average superintendency I found out is only one point eight years, like one year and eight months nationally. That is the average. So you doubled, almost tripled the average. So for listeners who may not know you, please share a little bit of your story with the Ed Branding Podcast. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me today. It is sunny here in the great state of Ohio. It was great yesterday. Excited to be on the podcast. I've been following you for the last several months. You got some unbelievable guests have been on here. So first of all, thank you for having me. Number two, before I get into me, I just want to celebrate the staff at the Middletown City School District. All those comments that you just heard coming from our board president, Chris Ursar, because of the staff. Unbelievable vibe, wonderful, unstoppable culture that we built collectively together. We did some amazing things for the learners in our school community. I just want to say thank you to the staff uh, for everything you have done for the kids in that community and everything that you are continuing to do. A little bit about me. I'm just a high energy guy. Super excited uh, to be still be in the field, serving education. Um, had a blast as a superintendent. My favorite job in the entire world was being a superintendent, Middletown City School District. I tell you what, it was very difficult to think about moving on to the next phase of my career because of what we were able to dream up for kids. 
But I can tell you my new role as partner at Learner Center Collaborative, doing some speaking uh, with school districts uh, off to the side. It feels good to still be serving educators. It feels great to be in school communities across this country, dreaming up unbelievable things to allow kids to be great um, in life. I'm just a catalyst for positive change, somebody who truly believes in everyone having the ability to inspire and motivate other people. More importantly, I'm just somebody that's just motivated to bring people together so they can dream up what's possible in education. I'm fired up to be on this podcast. Looking forward to some deep dialogue. I know you got some great questions. Uh, Glenn Robbins gave me a heads up. So uh, I got a little prep in ahead of time. So Glenn, thanks for the heads up, my man. You're hilarious. So we are so excited to have you on, Marlon Styles. So glad to uh, to be with you this Saturday morning. Um, I'm going to jump right in with the question that we ask everyone at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, so Renee's brand is connection. My brand is tell your story in one word or short phrase. What would you say your brand is and why? Oh, I love the question, right? So before I answer a question, can I just give you a plus one on the question? Brand is everything. For an educator, brand is everything. A school district, brand is everything. For anyone out here serving kids, brand is everything. My brand, two words, joyful ambition. You want me to tell you why? Or should we leave it to joyful ambition? I want to leave a little cliffhanger there. So I want to see if I can dive into joyful ambition for a second, if that's all right. Please do. Yes, please. Please do. Great, great. Joyful <laughs> ambition. It just refers to the fact that, you know, there's a strong desire that we all have to achieve our goals and aspirations. But we can have joy and fulfillment in the process along the way. Oftentimes in this field of education, we get laser sharp on not the process, but the end result. And we forget all those fun, exciting moments that really fuel a movement in education along the way. So joyful ambition just simply says that we can find a positive mindset, an enthusiastic approach to pursuing our dreams as an educator or helping kids pursue their dreams as young learners and finding happiness in the journey along the way. Joyful ambition is my brand. Every interaction with every person in the field, big, little, adult, child, does not matter. I'm coming into a space. I'm bringing a huge batch of joyful ambition. I'm trying to do my best to unite folks uh, to think about some cool opportunities for kids. If you ask me about my brand, I'm going to live it every single day. And I hope your school community is living your brand every single day and bringing some joyful ambition with it. And I have to say, like, that that totally resonates because back in the, you know, midi town, it was like midi. You guys were the middies or something, right? Yeah, I remember yeah, always a midi, always a midi. Like, Right. It was a battle cry. Like, I feel like everybody in that whole community said that all the time. And then uh, you just recently dropped like a hype video, what I would call a hype video um, for what you do and that joyful ambition. Like it resonates throughout that whole video, that video, you just smile while you're watching it. So I love it. Thank you for Thank sharing you for that. That. But that. That joyful ambition is like, can you get the person next to you on both sides and in front and back of you? Can you give them to have that electrified spirit to find pure and utter joy in what they're doing in the field of education. It's a great time to be in the field. It's a great time to be serving kids. If you have some joyful ambition along the way, who knows, you can do some pretty special things. Love it. Love it. Love it. Quote for the book. Brand is everything. Love it. Everything. Love it. Love everything. it. <laughs> All right. So you moved quickly from executive director and educational services in one district to superintendent in another. 
uh, then worked diligently with teams to transform uh, the education that was offered. Uh, was the plan to always rise quickly and spend five years as superintendent, then become a consultant? Uh, if so, the plan definitely worked. Or what was your plan? Tell us a little bit more about this, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, how did he do that? How did he do that so successfully? And was it just your joyful ambition? Tell us more. Oh, man, that's a tough question. If anybody knows anything about me, it's hard to talk about me. Uh, but I'll give you my my best shot here. There never was a plan, right? There never was a plan. And if you ask me to go back 10 years ago, I give you the same answer. There was no plan, but there was a goal, right? There was a commitment to serve school communities, whether that was in Northwest local school district where I grew up and I served as a middle school math teacher. That's right. Old school, middle school math teacher, bodies, uh, axe spray spraying in the hallways, trying to get kids to wear deodorant, uh, but started out as a middle school uh, math teacher, I just kept my head down and started thinking about what different ways can we dream up to get kids to fall in love with learning math, right? That was the goal. That was the goal the whole entire time. I made a commitment to kids back in the early 2000s that every time you walked in a learning space that I was associated with, you're just going to light up and find pure and utter excitement to be learning whatever it was in the same space that we shared. I kept my head down. I focused on serving the kids, I focused on serving the families, I focused on a commitment to serve the families across the whole entire community and the school district. I was a lucky person, right? My grind was every single day, my commitment was every single day. I made sure that everything I did represented the fact that I was serving other people. I got lucky. I got lucky to be given a shot to lead a, a middle school and high school campus at Mount Healthy City School District. I got lucky because of my commitment to go to Lakota Local Schools as Executive Director of Curriculum Instruction. I got blessed with an opportunity to go to the city of Middletown and be their superintendent. My commitment was as a black male for our youth to see themselves in me as someone who can actually pull off their dreams. Period, end of story. So whatever opportunities came my way, I really focused not on the plan because there wasn't a plan. I gave everything I had, heart, body, mind, and soul to the fact that I wanted kids to see themselves in me and see somebody that believed in them who was a black male, right? Skin color like me, hair like me. Somebody, if I walk in a space, you're gonna see me in a hoodie, not a suit and tie, just being my authentic self and finding my space to where I can contribute to a group of people to do something pretty daggone special. I was lucky, but more importantly, I was committed. And it took every single day to live that commitment and really do my best to inspire other people along the way. Those job titles that came along that journey, fantastic. It just was an opportunity to influence more people. And today, my partner title, Learner Center Collaborative, I'm still doing that same exact thing, just trying to serve and live out my commitment to let people see that their dreams can come true. Love it. It, it totally is aligned with what you said. Joyful ambition. You're not just focused on that thing. So love it, love it, love it. Definitely, for sure. So you have over 7,000 followers on X, and uh, we would consider you a gifted networker. What do you see the role of social media and the success of educators serving their scholars? Ooh, first of all, we're all storytellers. Education has a brand. Let's go back to the very first question that you brought up. As a profession, we've got a brand, and I would hope that everyone listening to this podcast today understands that we all play a role. We all have a responsibility in bringing that brand as an education profession to life. Being engaged in social media, first of all, I want to say is ignore all the noise. 
I'm gonna say it again. Ignore all the noise. The noise meaning there's so many bad things that happen on social media. Oh, you're in trouble on social media. Come over here to our group. In our group, we're celebrating all the great things happening in the profession, whether you're out in Bostonia Global High School using AI as a career coach, whether you are in, I don't know, if you're in Cincinnati, Ohio, you're doing some wonderful things out in the community. It's an opportunity for social media for us to tell our story. Not just tell the story, but talk about the wonderful things happening in education. You tell me if you put a five-year-old kindergartner out there learning career skills in a specials class in elementary school, and you boast about that exciting experience that child's having, you tell me if these people over here want to talk bad about that five-year-old. That's social media. It's also an opportunity, like you said before, for us to just build a network. Build a network. We've never met in person, but here we are having a professional conversation about brand, professional pathways. We're having conversations about storytelling and education. As a profession, we can get exposed to so many different ways and possibilities and ways to think about how we can serve the children across this country if we just network and connect with each other on social media, right? We don't have to play for airplane tickets, but if we can post a strategy, approach, and experience that we've dreamed up in our learning space, who knows? Somebody clear across the country might get a wild, creative, inspired idea by your post. And next thing you know, there's 25, 100 other kids that now are thriving in an environment, all because we're storytelling, we're collaborating, we're building that network on social media. Ignore the noise. There's so many more positive things if we all just embrace this social media thing and really start telling our story in education. Live our brand every single day. We got to talk about our brand. We got to showcase our brand. I dropped a video the other day and I talked about the word brag. We should be bragging as educators every single day about the luxury and about the, the joyful job, the the lucky feel that we get every day to do something special for kids. We're impacting the future of the world. Most important people in the world right now are educators. We should be bragging about the most important things that we're doing right now. I completely agree. And I'm so grateful as a communications professional to hear you saying this because more people need to hear this. I'm always saying, you know, we're always in education, kind of grinding our gears going, where are the people? The people are on social media. So be on social media, tell your story, show the amazing things that are going on. Like, stop trying to figure out where people are. That's where they are. Just, you know, focus on the positivity. And like you said, like, block out the noise. I'm like, I don't have that on my feed. I don't have that negativity that people talk about on my feed because I've made my feed that way. Yeah. So I love it. I love that you're sharing that story. Let me plus one something you just said here by saying yeah. that clarity, clarity drives commitment. And if you're storytelling... Social media is a platform to sort uh, storytell. If you're willing to put the time into your communication strategies, just like you are into thinking about the literacy approaches to help your kids learn how to read or the, the fluency approaches in math, whatever it may be. But if you're willing to dedicate time and you're committed to building clarity across your school community, commitment will amplify and elevate. The next thing you know, you've got a movement. You've got a movement that's going to produce some pretty daggone bold experiences across your culture, all because of people being inspired by clarity. I want to give credit where credit is due. Liz Beadle, PR director at Middletown City School District. We were partners in crime while I was there. She taught me so much. And I learned the fact that if you really embrace this storytelling piece, right, and you fall in love with storytelling, people are going to get excited and the culture really is going to become unstoppable. It's a great way to think about it. storytell, storytell, storytell. Oh, thank you. And shout out to Liz that woo woo Liz. Or maybe we'll have her on in a future episode, huh? 
All yeah, right. Absolutely. So speaking of networking, uh, you have started working with district administration um, and that is all about the network. So please share a little bit more about this partnership. Absolutely. Uh, as you know, I'm a, uh, currently a partner with the Learner Center Collaborative, and I hope we get a chance to talk about the wonderful things the organization is doing with school districts across the community. As an organization, we partnered with district administration uh, to pour into uh, the leadership capacity of so many superintendents and executive directors across the country. District administration holds a leadership institute. If you don't know about it and you're a district leader, highly recommend you go to the website, uh, district administrator, check out their leadership summits. We have partnered. Learner Center Collaborative has a proud partnership with district administration to support their superintendent summits. Uh, they have, I think, about six summits across the entire year. Uh, we have some special VIP seats. What's so special about this partnership is, the, I think, the driving question. At Learner Center Collaborative, we love the fact that as you think about networking, oftentimes we get in conference spaces and there's thousands of people, thousands of people, and you're with each other for three days and you're making these little bitty touch points as far as relationship building in those giant conferences. The Leadership Superintendent Summits at, at Dally District Administration, uh, we're excited that for three days, there's 75 superintendents sitting in one room for three full days. Talk about networking. More importantly, something we're proud of at Learner Center Collaborative is that deep, authentic connection with other leaders in the room. Uh, we've had the opportunity to talk about our Learner Center ecosystems at the most recent summit in Arizona. It gave us a chance for three days as a small affinity group of 75 really giant thought leaders to think about how we might be able to better serve our communities. The partnership between us and district administration is simply to do our part to build educator capacity, leadership capacity around all things K-12 education. Uh, highly recommend if you're interested in a professional learning environment to consider that superintendent summit. I know we're thrilled to be a partner. We actually will be back in April to support the superintendent summit talking about learner-centered ecosystems. Wonderful partnership. Anyone, leader thinking about capacity building, great professional development opportunity to consider. It's not 75, 300 different conference sessions. It's an affinity group of like-minded leaders all really geared up to just lean into each other and build a nice little network for a three-day period and some learning. Definitely something to recommend. That's great. I, I looked into the district administration, and you're right. It seems like a very cool opportunity for a superintendent, um, for district leaders in general. So um, we're excited to get the opportunity to go to one of those maybe one day. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So you are an active member. Just plus one, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there maybe in March, right, Lynette? Maybe. Yeah. There's something mm -hmm. special happening. We'll keep it on the down low now, but maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. <laughs> so you're an active member of the Fit Leaders Movement. What big things are on the horizon for the Fit Leaders community? Uh, hashtag Fit Leaders. Hashtag Boycott Average. Huge shout out to Ryan Jackson. The man has changed my life. Uh, when I started out in leadership about 10 years ago, um, I was a little bitty guy, wasn't taking care of myself. Um, I just was on the grind, right? Showing up to work, just getting after it in life, just getting after it. Uh, but in my family, black males, we come down with diabetes. Uh, so when I turned 40 years old, I had my annual physical and doc was like, look, you got to start working out if you want to keep this stuff off of you down the road. You got to change your life. You got to change your eating habits. 
uh, you got to take care of your health. Uh, so I made a commitment at that particular point when I turned 40, I was like at a minimum three times a week, at a minimum three times a week, I'm going to make sure I get my butt up off the couch or out of the bed or away from my office. And I'm going to get my butt to the gym for at least 45 minutes to take care of my physical and my mental health. For three, uh, for several years, I made that commitment. And then I got hooked on this thing called Fit Leaders with Ryan Jackson. I crossed paths with him uh, a while back. And I just started following this guy. And next thing I know, I'm like, man, this guy's posting his workouts um, on, on, on social media. I'm like, who, like who's going to show off working out? But it wasn't showing off working out, right? If you follow Ryan, it's about a lifestyle. It's about a mentality. It's about, and I'm going to say this to anybody watching right now, it's about you taking care of you and being connected to a network of people who want to take care of each other so individually we can take care of ourselves. So Fit Leaders is something to check out, right? Get on, get on social media, check out the accounts. What's next? I don't know if you saw it. Three days ago, Ryan Jackson dropped, I mean, just dropped a, like a huge cliffhanger. And Ryan, I mean, if I come across you, I'm going to let you know, like that, the cliffhanger wasn't cool. The cliffhanger was something dynamic is coming, right? I started leaning to my phone. I'm like, what do you mean something dynamic is coming? He introduced a 21-day challenge. Like, who knows what this guy's got up his sleeves? Uh, but what I know is you can count me in for the 21-day challenge. Any of your podcast listeners that are out there, check out Fit Leaders, and we would love to have you join the 21-day challenge once it's announced. Bring it on. Let's yeah. go. I hope you guys are taking care of yourself as well, finding a, a plan to take care of your, your body, mind, and soul, physically, mentally, uh, so that you can stay fresh, right? The freshest educators create the best experiences for kids to be successful. When we're fatigued, our students feel it. They feel it. So any educator out there, any leader out there, you have time. You have time to just pause and go take care of yourself. Try to do at least three days a week. See how it changes your life. Yeah. So Renee and I will be part of that 21 day challenge. She's better than I am about posting it, but we're super excited. Um, and uh, I will commit to talking about it more because as much as I like to storytell about other stuff, that fitness stuff, I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys inspire me. You inspire me. Definitely Renee is so consistent and definitely inspires me to post more about it. I'm not as consistent as Marlon and definitely not as consistent as uh, Valerie Chavez and Rosalba, Lorena. It's the whole community I, though. They're so uh, That's good though. So kind. They can be like, ah, yeah. oh, I got a Bosa. I gotta yeah. get uh, but I love this quote, the freshest educators <laughs> create the best experience for scholars. Okay, that has to be a quote on a shirt, okay? <laughs> they do, they do. But before we leave this topic, I got called out on Twitter the other day. I posted something for Fit Leaders. And my right? wife- Where's your wife? My yeah. wife, Libby Styles. she called me out. I was like, what? And she, she's like, what I got where's my t-shirt at? So I just want to come clean. After the podcast, I'm hopping on the website. I'm going to buy her a T-shirt. That way nobody has to worry about whether she got the T-shirt or not. Libby, shout out to you. It's coming. Don't worry. I, I, I mean, right. that should be first. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, where is I'm with Libby. Life? I'm, I'm with Libby right now. <laughs> hey, Listen, Lynette, I got to buy you a T-shirt too. Is that what you're saying? Lynette, Lynette, they were like, hey, Marlon, stop posting photos of yourself. Where's your gorgeous wife? Right? <laughs> 
It's all good. All good. All right. So we talked about the Learner Center uh, Collaborative, but they haven't really explained what it is yet. So we know it's an educator-ran nonprofit built on decades of experiencing firsthand what works, what's challenging, what's possible in education, guided by the enduring truth that a learner-centered approach is the foundation for a successful, thriving learning community. Learner Center Collaborative partners with educators, schools, districts, and states to define whole uh, learner outcomes, design meaningful learning experiences, and create enabling conditions for success on their unique journey to inclusive and equitable learner-centered education. Now, I just said a lot about it, but please share more about Learner Center Collaborative with our audience. Yeah, thank thank you for the space to talk about Learner Center Collaborative um, in, in this podcast. I want to give a shout out to Devin Vadishka and Katie Martin for their Learner Center vision and the movement that they've introduced um, across this country to school communities uh, with this whole commitment to put students at the center of the, uh, the table by design. I mean, a huge commitment. And I know that rattles some people's cage uh, because as adults and, you know, licensed educators, we feel like we know how to serve kids systemically. Uh, but this whole framework that Kevin and, or Devin and Katie are, are really leading right now, it's a game changer. Uh, and as I said before, I love being a superintendent, but now being a partner, Learner Center Collaborative, I mean, the calling is so monumental and the impact is absolutely significant. Um, at, at Learner Center Collaborative, you know, we, we envision education ecosystems where all learners, not all kids, but all learners, three things, that they know who they are. They thrive in community and actively engage in the world as their best selves. Imagine a school community where every learner was able to, to really experience all those three things. We do that by, by, by really thinking about what the aspirations are of every learner, meaning before we make decisions, before we engage in design, you know, we sit the learners at the table and we listen and identify what their aspirations are. We then go to designing the types of learner experiences that match said aspirations. And then systemically, we really start imagining what are the enabling conditions that must be present for those students to be able to thrive as their best selves. It's an unbelievable experience. What I can tell you, we're seeing some school communities across this country really starting to shine because of the learner-centered movements. I want to shout out Santa Ana. USD out in California, Superintendent Jerry doing amazing things with their graduate profile. I want to shout out Alamogordo down in New Mexico doing amazing things in their Learner Center movement. I want to shout out Logan County in Kentucky, again, leading the way about measuring impact. They just announced their pillars of success, measuring impact and a competency-based approach to make sure students are walking away with the outcomes and the skill sets they need to thrive out in the community upon graduation. Last but not least, I'm gonna shout out the Pittsburgh area innovation cohort. You've got multiple school districts who are focused on educator capacity building. They're pulling educators from several different districts in the region. Think about this, superintendents willing to allow their educators to collaborate with educators from other districts to elevate their learner center capacity to be able to dream up experiences for learners. Now, some, some superintendents will just freak out about that fact. Somebody's going to steal my staff, right? My teachers are going to stay in other districts, right? Ignore all that nonsense. Think about the possibilities. If we invest in our teachers and give them the skill sets they need and build up their capacity, beautiful things happen. So shout out to the Pittsburgh Co uh, Coalition up there uh, doing innovative work around capacity building. 
We've got a connections network. If you don't mind, one more shout out just gives you an, un an understanding of what the, the organization is doing. We've got a connections cohort of seven districts across five states. We're convening in a hybrid model to talk about how to drive learner-centered visions forward. It's a micro network. So think about 50 people from seven different districts, all leaders, digging into problems or practices, thinking about their vision boards, trying to drive their learner-centered movements forward. And then you've got six other school districts to collaborate with one another to really start to actualize and bring that to life. We traveled out to San Diego back in October. We visited four school districts. Uh, we're able to go see what learner-centered sounds, looks, and feels like real time and be able to figure out what this looks like in the learning space. We went to Illumina, did an industry partner visit, and we're headed to Nashville here in March. Again, to continue to visit some of the most innovative learner-centered school districts in this country. I'm thrilled to be on the team. we got a dynamic team to support school districts. Anyone looking to dream up a learner-centered school community, give us a call, give us a shout, hit me up on social media, we'll respond to you right away. Anything that's on your board, we're going to help you come dream it up. We've got a skilled team and we put you at the center and then we design a beautiful vision alongside of you as a trusted partner to serve your school community in a learner-centered way. Shout out to Katie Martin, Devin Vadichko for the great work they're doing at Learner Center Collaborative. Nice. And I always, there's this quote that talks about if you want to, if you don't like the current system, you know, don't fight against it, right? Create a new one so that people can see the way. And so I'm really excited about this because when we're talking about learner-centered education, that is not standardized testing. That is what works for our scholars and yeah. looking at the whole authentic child. So thank you uh, for working together to create uh, something different. And I think both Banning and Anaheim Union, we're doing that uh, on our in our own ways with other with our partners. So we're really excited that there. We know there's a larger movement. So one day, one day we will move away from standardized testing, and it'll be yeah. very exciting for our scholars and our teachers and our leaders. Yeah, Absolutely. and we'll definitely be sure to um, tag you and the Learner-Centered Collaborative in the show notes. So Great. check that out. Um, and I, I can't believe we're at the end of our time. What an awesome fun. interview. That was fun. That was fast, but I had a good time. Yeah, that was a good question. That's Is there anything time. else you'd like to share with our audience? Okay, can I can I just drop something? If, if you don't you mind. Do whatever you want, Marlon Styles. Thank you so much. Uh, every space that I go in, um, I start I start with this. So I want to end on this podcast by saying this. Uh, to any educator, I don't care your title or position. I don't care the district you serve. I don't care the community you live in. Any educator that's listening, thank you for your service. We don't hear that enough. We don't talk about that enough. We don't stop and pause to just recognize the job that we do. We're the most important people in the world. We're making a difference and people are going to run the world someday. It is a grind. It is a grind to give your, your heart to the youth that you serve. It is a grind to have the impact and inspire the kids that have future dreams that you just want to see them come to life. It's a grind, but it's also, I want you to ignore that narrative out there right now. It's a great time to be in education. So continue to fall in love. Think about the kids by name that bring you joy every single day that you continue to see them shine, make a difference and touch the lives of every single uh, child that you serve. But before we close this thing out, if I don't say anything today, I'm not going to say rest, right? I'm going to say double down on your investment, uh, double down on how you're serving kids, but just know we see you. 
We value you. You're important to us. And I just want to say thank you for your service. Even to my wife, Libby Styles, who's in public education, that hopefully is listening, will get a t-shirt. Thank you for your service, everyone. Continue to do great things for kids. Stay unified and keep making a difference and live that education brand every single day. Appreciate both of you for making a difference in the field as well. So thank you to your service. Uh, really have enjoyed following your story and the branding that you've talked about here on the podcast. Just uh, very grateful for the job that you do. Just know we appreciate the storytelling that, that you're really leading the charge with. Big fan. Thank, Thank you. you. Ah, another masterclass, this time with Marlon Styles. So excited to get to hear from him and learn more from him. And I just love this joyful ambition. You hear it in all his answers. It's very uh, evident why he was so successful and is so successful currently. Um, just thinking about goodness from everything is brand to learner centered education uh, to the freshest educators, you know, create uh, the best environments, meaning like you take care of yourself, you know, fill your cup first, put on your oxygen mask first, right? And then you'll have more to give to our scholars. Uh, just really excited to learn more, even more, dig deeper into the Learner Center Collaborative. And then also, um, yeah, uh, we may be journeying out in March uh, to see uh, the, all, the Dali all in person. So I'm just really excited. And uh, yeah, I would definitely go out of my way to hear him speak again. So excited to hear him on some other podcasts. What resonated with you, Lynette? He was just awesome. So I, um, you know, I followed him on social media since he was a superintendent in Middytown. Um, and then I do know he's working with Santa Ana and my dear friend, Lorraine Perez, Dr. Lorraine Perez. Uh, she just speaks so highly of him. She's always, you know, he's doing some great work with them and their team. And um, yes, that energy is infectious. Like It feels like we had a great in-person conversation, even though it was virtual. Um, and I did like how he said, you know, representation matters. Uh, I, I, you know, you know me, you know, I believe in that, you know, that, uh, that post that I had this week where, you know, we do have to be out there. It's, you know, women, people of color, like we do have to be out there and we do have to be storytelling and showing, uh, our community and our students or scholars, as you call them. Um, you know, there are all kinds of people that do this kind of work, but the most, the thing that most resonated with me is that he was saying, uh, don't believe that narrative that's out there right now that education is bad right now I love that he's like it's a great time to be in education like what are you talking about I love that flip on it because it's so true it is a great time to be in education because I feel like people are being very innovative right now and so what better time than now so just a great interview thank you for always uh, creating some amazing questions uh, you know Renee was up until like 2 a.m. making some questions I'm currently podcasting from my car, so that just shows our dedication to this podcast, but it's all out of love. So yeah, just a great episode. Yeah, and if I haven't told you lately, Lynette, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. while I'm snoring. <laughs> I, I, love, I, I love that. That's why I think another takeaway is whenever I see someone in uniform, I always stop and say thank you for your service. And I really like the idea of saying that to educators and being, uh, you know, very explicit about that because there is a lot of above and beyond that the public doesn't realize. They think, oh, 
you know, you have uh, all this vacation time, like, you know, what a great job you have. I know in the pandemic, they got a little picture of like how difficult it was when they were helping their scholars at home. But um, yeah, you know, um, it is extra service. So yes, people get paid and there is a lot of above and beyond that the public doesn't see. So normally, you know, if you are in certain occupations, you get paid for your above and beyond. And there is a lot of kind of expected above and beyond. And educators do it because, you know, we care about the kids, right? So yeah, thank you everyone for your service. (laughs) 100% for sure. All right. So with that, we are excited. Our book is with the editor right now as we speak. Uh, I'm excited to see what notations they have for us, what ideas we turned in a form that it kind of gave them some ideas for a cover and title and all of that. So we are in the thick of it, people. It's out of our hands and we're so excited. And Lynette, I know you're in the thick of it too uh, with Connect Ed. So what's going on with Connect Ed now? ConnectEd uh, is my partnership with EdLink. So Lynette White Social and EdLink have linked up and we are now helping districts effectively tell their story. Uh, We are utilizing the brand ambassador program to do so. Renee is actually gonna be one of our guest speakers on branding for a couple of the districts that we're working with. Um, So right now we're just lining up some really cool guest speakers and all is well. If your district needs help telling their story, uh, the ConnectEd info will be in the show notes. Yay. And thank you all for listening and taking time. We know there's a lot of podcasts to choose from. So thank you for listening and taking time to build your capacity through our podcast.